Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. There are numerous barriers into finding work for people with a disability and Melbourne University have recently completed the Improving Disability Employment Study after surveying over 350 people with disability who were accessing disability employment services. Project Manager with the Disability and Health Unit at the University of Melbourne, Stephanie Dimov, joins me to explain more about the report. Welcome to Disability Talks podcast, Stephanie. Thank you for having me, Shane. Can you please tell us about your department at Melbourne Uni and your role? Yeah, I can. So I work as a project manager. So that means that I oversee a few projects and make sure that they run well. Um, And I work uh, with the disability and health unit at Melbourne Uni. So we do a lot of research that is focused on improving the health of people with disability. And so the research I do is mainly around employment and other people do research on um, mental health and gender and lots of other things. So we're a really big group and we do uh, lots of research. But my main work is the project management work. I'm really interested to know more about the Improving Disability Employment Study. Why did that come about? Yeah, so that is a really good question. So we started this study a few years ago now. We started this study in 2017, so five years ago. And the main aim of this study was to um, look at what helped people with disability that were going to a DES, so a disability employment service. Uh, So what helped them get into work? Uh, And so we did a big survey with people with disability uh, and we asked lots of questions about the kinds of work that they'd done, the kind of work that they wanted to do and what it was like going to their DES. And then we did another survey um, about a year later. And so what we did then was we asked them what the last year had been like. So were they able to get a job? Um, did they, you know, did they not have a job? Why didn't they have a job? Uh, and, and lots of other questions like that as well. And so I think a really important thing to note is that this was before COVID. Um, and so a lot of the findings that we're reporting were before COVID. And we know that because of the pandemic that people with disability trying to find work, they'll be having even more issues now. Do you want to explain to me more what is DES in more detail? Yeah, sure. So DES is Disability Employment Service. And so they are a service that um, are specifically for people whose disability is defined as being their their biggest barrier to getting into work. And so um, there are people called employment consultants that work at DES and they work one-on-one with people with disability to help them get into jobs. And so that might be things like writing a resume or applying for jobs. And sometimes that can include on-the-job support as well. So once people get into work, they can um, get support from their their DES uh, whilst they're on the job too. That's good to find out. 
Mm. So have you done, have you been to a DES before, Shane? No, I haven't. I've only been to a job provider and nothing's come out of it anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we were finding some stuff like that as well, Shane. So we were finding that there were people that had been with the DES, so similar to what you did, but people who were receiving some kind of support to get into work, that the longer they had been there, the more likely it was that they they didn't have a job. Um, And so I think that there are lots of people that have that experience, the same experience as you, where they're receiving some kind of support, but it's not really ending up in a a job, right? Yeah, I've been looking for – I've been with a different employment provider since 2013. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a long time, right? So, uh, yep. Mm, too many, so too many, too many years. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that what we're um, we were showing, and and um, you know, I should mention as well that it wasn't a huge group of people that we interviewed. Um, so, um, it was it was around sort of three hundred people that we that we um, surveyed. And so I think that um, something that we were finding was that some of the DES providers did help people get work, but but um, a lot of people didn't get work. And there were even some people that who did get work, they said it wasn't because of their DES. So um, I think that there are lots of people in the same situation as you, Shane. Yes, and I've seen a lot of jobs out there, but they just don't want to give them to the, the disability sector. Yeah, yep. Um, and and I think that, that that was something else we found as well. So what we did in this survey is we asked people about the barriers into work for them. So what were the things that, that um, were not helping them get into work? And so we found that there were a lot of people that said that because of their disability, they reported that as, as a barrier for, for not being employed. So we found... <laughs> 62%, so over half of the whole sample who weren't employed when they did the second survey um, compared to only 33% who were employed talked about their disability as being the main barrier to, to them getting a job. So there are lots of people that, that talk about that. And you would have more experience about this, Shane, but you know, thinking about why that might be. And so it could be that employers don't have experience hiring people with disability. Or they're Um, they're just too scared. Yeah, we were on the same wavelength there. So I think that, um, why do you think that they might be too scared? We've spoken to some people about why that might be, you know, that um, they don't know how much it's going to cost or, you know, I think that there are lots of reasons, do you think? They think they might have to train them a lot lot longer than what they Mm. normally would have to train somebody not, on the disability. Yeah, yeah. So they think that it will, yeah, so that they'll have to spend more more time training people. It will cost them more, yeah, which which might be true. It might not be true, so we don't know and they don't know. So I think that that, um, that, obviously we didn't focus on that in this study, but I think that that's probably the next research project, right, is why don't employers want to hire people with disability because it's not, um, you know, it's it's really difficult, and I think that that's what a lot of people in our survey were talking about. Me and my employ- uh, support worker went to 
Marcus a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I had an interview there and I finally found out a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get it. And then I found out Marcus are doing there um, Saturday um, interview day. Oh, okay. So your support worker went to Macca's with you to apply for the job. Yes, yes he did. didn't get the job. No, I didn't. Yeah. So did they tell you why, Shane? Oh, is it my producer, Dad? Is it just going to answer this question? Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Good, thanks. Guys, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I, I was able to go with Shane on that interview and it was frustrating mm-hmm. because the interview process was was literally three or four minutes and we kind of felt at the time as a as a takeaway from that uh from that um environment that the decision was already made as i walked in with shane uh and oh okay so they literally were just there with you for three minutes yep. and that was a pretty clear indication that you guys that- i think she was 17 i think yeah, she was only young, and that's not nothing against mm. her. But you know, that was it was the environment that was created suggested that as soon as Shane and I walked in, they'd made the decision. It was a process over very quickly. We found out only a few days later they were still hiring, and they were we were told at the time that there were multiple positions. So I think, you know, we we kind of put two and two together in that situation, and mm. and come to the conclusion that there was a very clear reason why Shane wasn't given that opportunity, even though Shane. Has uh, a Cert three in patisserie. He's been he's been to uh, mm. university to, to get his Cert three. He's got mm. current kitchen experience. You know that that wasn't looked into at all. So it was it was quite frustrating to think that yeah. a line was written through Shane's name before we even had the chance to really demonstrate just how Shane could do the job quite easily and, and reliable and very reliable mm. as well. So yeah, and very qualified by the sounds of things. And so to have been um, you know, discriminated against that early on in the process and not have had an opportunity to to display all of those skills and qualifications that I can guarantee you, Shane, um, many of the other people working at Maccas don't have all those qualifications. They, they, they wouldn't. Be, some of them would be juniors yeah. straight out of um, school or... Or still at school, or school right? At, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's another really important point that you both raised there, I think, which is that there are lots of employers that are actually missing out on hiring people with disabilities that have all of that experience because they're already making that call early on, you know, writing the names through like you just said. So I think that's another really important point to highlight. Yes, it is. Did the study also involve workplaces and families? Mm, so that's a that's another really good question. So no, it didn't. Um, so this study was only surveys with people with disabilities that were looking for jobs. Uh, and so I think that what a lot of any future research we do should really look at is um, definitely, like we've said before, is definitely um, talking with employers and working out why they're hesitant to hire people with disability. And I think, Shane, it could be a lot of those things we talked about, about them being scared or unsure. Um, and, and you know, there are, there are lots of things that we could do to help employers feel better about that. So I think that's a really worthwhile um, research to do. And, and I think that also this is a really good question because I think that the, any future research we do on this topic could also 
talk to families and to support workers as well. Because yes, that would be a good one. Yeah, I think like what you just said, Daz, is you had some really good insight there um, around supporting Shane and you have a different viewpoint, you know, Shane with your viewpoint and then Daz, your viewpoint and then if we're able to get the employer's viewpoint as well, it might be that um, there are just some gaps there that, that we're not really picking up on and, and I think that support workers and families have, have really great insights as well about what some of those barriers could be. Uh, so I think that is a, a great suggestion, um, Shane. But no, this study just talked to people with disability that were looking for work. That's fine. What were some of the f- key findings? Yeah, so it was a really big survey. So we asked lots of different questions. And the best way for us to think about this is we asked questions that were related to work. Um, and then we asked other questions as well because we thought there's probably lots of stuff that's going on in people's lives that is also impacting on um, on them finding work. So what we found in terms of the work-related findings was we found uh, that um, everyone wanted work and they wanted work for different reasons. So the most important reason was for, uh, so they could contribute to household um, bills and groceries and things like that, which that's is really like important me. for everyone. Yeah, that's like you, is it, Shane? Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's what we all need work for, really, so we can pay our bills and our food and um, maybe go out once in a while. So that was the most important reason. And then people also talked about some of those barriers that I mentioned earlier. So like I said, um people that didn't have a job at the second survey, 62% of them said that it was because of their health condition or disability that was a big barrier to them finding work. Uh, And then we also asked questions about DES as well. And so people answered um, questions around what the DES did with them, like writing a resume or helping them apply for jobs and what they wished the DES had done. Um, So it might have been on-the-job support and making sure that they stayed in the job. You know, I think that's another really important point that that one of the the um, key findings we found was that um, people, you know, were getting into work, but we want them to stay in work as well, and we want them to enjoy the work. So I think that you know we're coming up with lots of different ideas for future research, which is good, um, and I think that that's one of them is exploring work. And then on the other side, so all of the things that weren't related to work. We found some, some stuff there too. So we found that that people with disability who were looking for jobs um, were struggling with quite a few financial difficulties. So it's not easy finding work if you're, if you're struggling with that. So like I, like I am at the moment. Yeah, yep. So like when, I moved, when I moved out of home and that, so it's mm. that's the hard thing. That's why I need work to be able to survive a little yep. bit more. Oh, absolutely, and that's why we all need work, right? We've all got bills to pay and stuff getting more expensive. And so, and then if you think about trying to find a job, you know, if you don't have the money to to hop on the tram and get to your interview, that makes it harder, right? So yes, we it found does. that, yeah, we found that um, that many of our participants were experiencing what we called financial stresses. So, you know, stuff that was that financially was really stressful. Um, and then another thing we found as well was that people talked a lot about discrimination. 
so feeling discriminated against because of their disability. And then we found that there was something that people were discriminated against because uh, because of maybe their gender or their ethnicity, so their race. And so we found that that was another really big thing that people talked about about as well. So it's it's really hard for people with disability to find work. I think that there will be lots of people in Australia at the moment who might be struggling to find work or to find work that pays well because everything's getting more expensive. But we know that it's even more difficult for people with disability. Uh, and and so I think that, that it, future research should think about all of these these things and how complex and hard it is at the moment. And with and with that onto that, and also the people in the DSP that want to work but don't mm. want to lose their DSP and, cl- and employees don't want to talk to us about a halving our wage. Yeah, so that's another really important point. So it's hard enough trying to get a job and it must be really, really difficult to then try and work out, well, am I going to lose my DSP if I, you know, have this job or if I could only work one day less then I could keep the DSP still. So I think that um, when it is that um, complicated, it makes it even more difficult, right? So I think that that's another really important point. And so maybe um, in this future study that we are developing here, (laughs) I think that another important question for employers will be, um, will be, you know, this is how you talk to someone with a disability and this is how you um, can be more flexible so that you might be able to, you know, if someone says, oh, you know, I can only work three days or I can only work two days and to be a bit more flexible about that because it sounds like if someone said that to you, Shane, and said how many days suits you or how can we accommodate you better, that you might say, oh, okay, well, because of the DSP, I would be better off working two days. And so that kind of a conversation would be really important, I can imagine. It would be. Just a lot of employees just don't want to have the conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you need to obviously get through the door and, and be able to demonstrate all of your skills and all of that stuff we were talking about with the Macca's job. But then beyond that, you also need to, to be able to have a conversation with your employer about um, what you know, what they could do to make that job easier for you. And something we talk about in our team quite a bit because we have uh, we work with a group of young people with disability, and and they're um, they're sort of co-researchers with us on this work. And something they talk about a lot is that that kind of a conversation would benefit everyone. So even if you don't have a disability. If your employer said to you, um, how can we make this job easier for you? That's a really important question for everybody. It is. So, you know, I think that what might – so then then you're not just asking that question of people with disability. If you ask that question of everyone, they might say, oh, well, you know, I'm not great at walking upstairs or I have to pick my kids up at 3 o'clock um, or I eat my lunch at – 10 a.m. and not 12 p.m. And so there are lots of things that, you know, people might share in that discussion and it could be about disability and it might not be. But I think that if we have more conversations like that, that that would benefit everyone. It would. How 
how would we access the report? Yeah, so um, we definitely want everyone to read the report because it's quite long and there is going to be an easy read version that we publish as well. Um, But it covers all of that stuff that I talked about. So it is a really good report. And we're calling it an end of study report because the the study is finished. And so this is a report that, um, that reports the findings from both surveys that we did. Um, and so the best way to find it is probably to type in um, Google or type in a search engine and type improving disability employment study report. Um, and then you'll be able to click on one of those links and download the PDF. And we're, I think our contact details are on that report as well. So if anyone wants to contact us and chat to us more about the research, um, they are welcome to do that too. Thanks very much for joining me today, Stephanie. I look forward to reading the report soon. Oh, thank you so much for chatting with me, Shane. Thank you. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.